the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. There's nowhere I'd rather be but to be here with you guys and celebrate the loss of Liz Cheney. Get and, them out of here. And they, yeah, they, you know, they are just dragging out the results 4% in. <laughs> Count the votes. How ugly is it going to be? Let me tell y'all, it is going to be uglier than, I don't like to call people ugly. What What's ugly that, uglier than a hairless dog, maybe? I'm not a big fan yeah, of them hairless No, that ain't attractive. I've I, seen them. I don't like them. Yeah. All right. So there's. Let me tell you. There's another race that's happening tonight that's not really getting a lot of attention. That's also in Alaska. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. By the way, um, here's a question for you guys. Do you believe, not related to the primaries, but just in general, do you believe that they're actually going to arrest Donald Trump? Yes or no? 888-344-1170. Or is this just, just to try to, um, according to the Records Act, try to say, well, he violated the rules of the Records Act. And according to the Records Act, you don't qualify for president if you've done any shenanigans on the Record Act. Or do you, do you think that they will actually take the step of arresting Donald J. Trump? 888-344-1170. That's my question for you guys tonight. They're going to have to have, Andrea, I mean, something so stench-worthy that they can literally prove to the American people, hey, this is what Trump is guilty of. Because if they don't, and they think the American people were upset by the FBI raid in and of itself, oh, it's going to take it to the next level. And, you know, I'm not calling for violence. That should, that should never happen. But they need to have their ducks in a row. Do they really? Because, quite frankly, they never had their ducks. They literally committed crimes. In the course of their phony Russian collusion, which hunt and nobody, nobody even lost their law license. Yet we have Americans sitting in jail simply because of a political opinion. And make no mistake about it. Whatever you think anybody did wrong on January 6th, the majority of them are in jail because of their political opinion. Those are the words that are coming out of the mouths of judges in D.C., There's a judge in D.C. who literally denied bail because he said to the defendant, I think that you still hold the belief that something and I'm quoting here, something untoward happened in the in the 2020 election. So I'm not going to deny you bail if that's where we are in this country. They will arrest and charge Donald J. Trump, regardless of whether or not they don't need the goods. See, that's the problem. That's what we were talking about with Tom DeBaharo. DeBaharo, this thing of they better have their ducks in a row. Well, you know what? They never had their ducks in the row. They never had probable cause. 
In fact, not only did they not have probable cause, but they attempted to frame him. And they did it illegally using illegal. Yes, absolutely. He will be. And I said it years ago. I said, they're going to dig and dig and dig until they find out he wrote off a hammer on a tax return without a receipt from Home Depot. They do not care. Nobody's been held accountable. This is why it was so important that somebody pay a price. For what happened with the FBI and the DOJ. And not only did they not, this is why I said when Michael Flynn, and who, who left Michael Flynn out to be a lamb to slaughter? It was Mike Pence. Question, do you think it changes anything at all? If, and you and I have said he should have already done it. If Trump comes out tomorrow and says, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm running for president in 2024. Do you think their hand changes? Absolutely. This is why he should have done it the next day. I agree. Should have done it the next day. He should have done a press conference and said, this is shameful what's being done to me. It's 100% political. I'm hearing reports that he actually sent a message to uh, Merrick Garland saying, you know, the, the, the country is erupting in fire. You know, what can I do to tamp down the rhetoric? You th- the Democrats aren't doing anything to tamp down the rhetoric. No, they're hiding. They're, they're hiding and lying and trying to cover up so that using the same playbook they've done for six years, why would you cooperate with them in any way? He needs to come out, hold a rally and say, I am not going anywhere. I have the right under the Constitution to run for president. Even if you try to Nelson Mandela me and throw me in jail for my politics, I'm still going to run for president because I got the right to do it under the Constitution. And America is not fooled as to what you people are trying to do here. They get it. slows their hand, though. I think it does. I think it does because basically he's saying proactively, I have the right under the Constitution. I've broken no laws and you know it. And oh, by the way, even if you think that you have planted inside of a box that you took some record that I'm supposedly not allowed to have, it doesn't mean I can't run for president. I meet the requirement and I can even run from president for president from a jail cell. I am officially announcing my candidacy. And let me tell you why it's so important. Because Julie Kelly has an article out on AM Greatness. She's the only one that's been following what happened in the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot, which was so important. Because this, because the reason why the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot and then what they were going to try to do again with the Virginia governor is so important to understand is because it blows apart the phony crap that Sean Hannity and others have been pushing that it's just a few people at the top. This goes all the way down to the bottom. You need to be uh, going to Julie Kelly. Kelly, she's she's only on Twitter. She's not on any other social media because she spends her time actually delving into what's actually happening with the FBI and in, into the details. And from planting evidence to bribes, of with pot and sex, they the their big their big informant Big Dan was given a, a an envelope of money up to up to twenty five thousand dollars in cash. This was this came out in court today in cash after the presidential election to reward him for the work that he did with this cooked phony fednapping plot, which was meant to be an October surprise to to affect the outcome of the election. This and the in the uh, this involved multiple field offices, multiple special agents in charge. The special agent in charge over the Michigan field office. It was promoted in 2020 to oversee the January 6th commission and what was happening here in D.C. She's got an article out on AM Greatness today, in which she says an indictment is coming, and she goes into great detail as to what has been going on in the D.C. courts against all the January 6th defendants. And what's going on in these courts with these dictators in robes, first of all, we know in these D.C. courts 
that only 2% of D.C. voted for Donald J. Trump. There is not one MAGA person who can get a fair trial in these courts. Yet every motion of change of venue has been denied. There's not one January 6th defendant who is being being judged in a trial with a jury of their peers. They are 100% Obama supporters. Many of them who've sat on these juries actually were operatives who worked on the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Obama campaign, including these judges. The fix is in through the D.C. courts, and it is these same courts, the same grand jury that's involved in targeting Donald J. Trump. And these courts and what's happening in these courts, even just in the last few days after the raid in Mar-a-Lago, Judge Howell um, treated a defendant. It was like something straight out of Mao's the struggle sessions during Mao's revolution by the Red Guards. And what they would do is they would gather people up for their politics that for uh, their political dissidents who shared a different political viewpoint. And they would put them through struggle sessions and they would persecute them and punish them, punish them and humiliate them. Until they finally broke and denounced their political opinion and started parroting the narrative of the state. This is what Judge Howell said to a defendant. Listening without question to political rhetoric that leads to serious offenses, criminal conduct is not an excuse when you're standing in a court of law. You've got to use your common sense and your own sense of who you are and how you'd like to conduct yourself as an American citizen before just blindly doing what a political figure says. Is there anything there that has anything to do with with any law that this man broke? This is about humiliating him for a political belief, trying to tell him who he's allowed to follow and who he's not. This is the same judge, by the way. Who, um, who set damages to the Capitol at $500 million rather than the accurate figure of $1.4 million in order to try to boost the restitution fines on January 6th defendants. Falsifying, that's basically falsifying evidence in order to have harsher penalties on people strictly because of their politics. This man that she was bullying like this and putting him through this public struggle session in her court was guilty of walking into, um, what was his crime here? He got eight months. He got eight months and basically for, for, for the petty offense of parading in the Capitol, eight months. Hunter Biden has a laptop in which he's showing abusing tr- drugs, hiring prostitutes, and has images of what appears to be sex with, and, and videos of what appears to be sex with underage girls. And he's, and he's been given a pass. But parading in the Capitol after the Capitol Police open the doors and let you walk in, you get eight months in jail. During one hearing last year, Howell, Judge Howell, mocked Representative Andrew Clyde for saying video footage from inside the Capitol looked like a normal tourist visit. She says to the defendant, your purpose was not to be a tourist walking through the Capitol, was it? went on to say that um, that Howell would not accept the plea deal until this defendant admitted that he was in Washington on January 6th as part of a demonstration in support of President Trump. Now, you tell me what is criminal. First, so she's not going to accept his plea deal until he says the words that she wants him to say, until he, until he admits that he was not there as a tourist, but he was there participating in a demonstration from Donald J. Trump. That is your constitutional right to assemble, peacefully assemble, and to demonstrate using your voice, your political beliefs. 
All 800 defendants are being denied due process because they're not being denied the opportunity to have a jury of their peers. And they're being and they're being persecuted and punished through the court system for their political beliefs. And if they will do this to any of these individuals, you don't think they do it to Donald Trump? They desperately want. And let me tell you, not only will they arrest him and charge him, but they will do it in cuffs. They will put him in handcuffs and they will shackle him. And they'll make sure it's on TV. That's for sure. She goes on to say that um, it, 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 um, they're salivating at the chance to arraign Donald Trump. She says the stunt at Mar-a-Lago is, is what you guys already know. It's part of creating the optical illusion that Donald Trump is guilty of any number of crimes related. Most of these crimes that they are charging um, with these uh, individuals, um, like obstruction in, an, in, a physician, uh, uh, in an uh, official proceeding, some of these charges that they're being charged with, um, like seditious conspiracy here. 16 protesters were charged with seditious conspiracy, which is a criminal offense for which no American has ever been convicted. That's what they're doing in this country right now. And they're, well, they're trying to set a precedent. Um, obstruction of an official proceeding is a vague post Enron law that was never before used against political protesters. That's what's going on in this country. So I expect that Trump will go down. Um, so far, Liz Cheney is being crushed. We're going to yeah, take right a break. Now we got about thirteen percent in, and it's sixty-four to thirty-one, and she <laughs> is not looking good. <laughs> I predict we're going to take a break. I predict that she um, comes out and gives a concession speech in terms of her seat. Acts as though she is a martyr for the cause of America and might possibly indicate a run for POTUS in 2024. Yeah, good luck. 888-344-1170. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So Liz Cheney is, uh, the results aren't actually fully in. They don't need to be. I mean, it's clear. Uh, so that Liz Cheney is is having her hiney kicked in Wyoming. She's actually in Jackson, Wyoming right now. Uh, according to the locals, you know, basically she's never, haven't, hasn't really lived there, if ever, that basically she's just vacationed there and just used... Uh, the family name to exploit the citizens of Wyoming when she's really never represented them, but she's represented the globalist. She's finally giving her concession speech. I'm not listening to it live, but I've, I've read a couple of remarks that she's made. I find it absolutely despicable that warmonger Liz Cheney is actually trying to compare herself and what she has done with this January 6th commission to those sacred dead of America, our U.S. military men and women who fought and died on behalf of this country, that she would be so egomaniacal, so narcissistic as to compare herself and to say, and I believe that I quote here, standing up for the truth honors those who gave all and sacrificed all for our country. No. In fact, a good friend of mine, one of my besties who served in Iraq, tweeted out today about how he had been used 
along with his fellow military men and women, by Cheney, by Dick Cheney and George W. Bush, to send him and others to Iraq and Afghanistan to enrich themselves, that it was never about America. This man is permanently disabled for the rest of his life and sits every day in excruciating pain. And his wife was his caretaker until the Biden administration decided through the VA to deny him the benefits of even having an in-home caretaker. So Liz Cheney, how dare you? How dare you, Liz Cheney? Try to pretend that you are like those who fought for this country and paid the ultimate sacrifice. You look like you're apoplectic in there, my man. Anything you yeah, want to share? Yeah, I'm listening to some of the highlights of her, thank God, concession speech. And she had the audacity to bring up January 6th, that we've never seen anything like it in this nation's history. And just trying to politicize this. And, oh, I, I'm, I'm disgusted. She's absolutely d- disgusting to me. Where was your commission, lady, when Black Lives Matter roamed around this country? I will never get the video out of my mind. To see it was an African-American business owner in, in, in Minneapolis literally having his head crashed by a two-by-four being swung at him by Black Lives Matter. And there was no investigation done on the part of any of you rhino uniparty establishment. You're getting your comeuppance and nobody's buying your crap. Quite frankly, she would, if she really wanted to have any kind of future politically, what she would be doing, instead of continuing to push the same bull crap that's being rejected by the voters of, of Wyoming, she would be doing a concession speech like Al Gore did in 2000, in which he basically said, look, I got some, men to, some fences to mend. I, I, you know, I've, I've obviously done something wrong here to be rejected by the voters. I, people need to go back and look at that Al Gore conce- concession speech. It was actually quite extraordinary because he lost actually his own home state in a presidential run in, in 2000. And that's really what she should have done here. Instead, of, instead, she's doing what the establishment in the uniparty system always does, which is to continue to double down on the lies. This is a message. This is a, me- a message uh, race here. This is not even, this is bigger than Wyoming. It really is about what 2016 was about. It was the American people, including Democrats and independents and Republicans. They might have held their nose and reelected some incumbents, but they, uh, you know, at the same time as voting for Trump. But they wanted to bring in that outsider and they understood that, unfortunately, for that outsider to get anything done, we were going to have to hold our nose and continue to vote for some of these establishment Republicans who from day one did everything that they could to try to take him down and to try to stop him from enacting the agenda that we voted for. That we voted for. They tried to stop him every step of the way, whether it was whether it was on building the wall, whether it was on repealing and replacing Obamacare, whether it was on stopping the influx of Islamic terrorists who wanted to come into this country, whether it was on low, lower taxation and regulation. We couldn't even get as much as the, the Republican Party likes to campaign on low taxes and low regulation. We couldn't even get them to get on board 100 percent with Trump on that. No, they wanted to pass the TPP. I haven't forgotten the Trans-Pacific Partnership that was about selling this country off to the global globalist economically in which we were going to have a foreign court deciding uh, controlling our corporations and what they did that was all happening and under the the trump administration we and we certainly have not forgotten how every republican 
continue to say, we got to let this Russian investigation go. We got to let it follow its course when every Republican knew due to closed door testimony that there was not one shred of evidence that Donald Trump had done anything wrong. They all knew that Hillary Clinton had violated the Espionage Act. They knew that Hillary Clinton committed, broke law after law after law. They knew it and they participated in and encouraged and enabled the cover up of her crimes and the coup attempts against Donald J. Trump. Quite frankly, you're not the only one that needs to go, lady. We need to get rid of Mitch McConnell. We need to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. We need to get rid of Ben Sass. I, 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 there's maybe three or four that I, that I think are worth a dang. And now she's got the audacity to call out any mainly Republican governors uh, that are running for reelection and uh, congressmen that have the audacity to say that the 2020 election was not a fair election. Girl, you ain't got any political capital to be calling out anybody for anything. You just got shellacked. It wasn't even close. It, 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 no. The audacity of her to basically to stand up there in her soapbox and call out anybody when your voters, it just goes to show this is basically spitting in the face of her voters. The only thing that would be appropriate to say would be, wow, somehow I failed to communicate to my Wyoming constituents why I was doing what I was doing. And I've yet to hear that. No. Because they never accept any responsibility, these dictators. They feel a complete sense of entitlement. You are nothing. The Wyoming voters figured you out, lady. That you think of them as nothing but little peon peasants. We're nothing but little pigeons to to them. It's all we are. She's Nancy Pelosi, and and and, and quite frankly, you know, as, as bad as Nancy Pelosi is, Nancy Pelosi runs rings around her. And from a variety of different standpoints, there's all this speculation. There was this long clip I was going to play uh, where the, she's supposedly in conversations with the establishment about possibly making a run for it in 2024. <laughs> yeah, as I told you off air, she's got uh, less chance than Mike Pence. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Um, I don't know if what's going on in Alaska. There was one story. Uh, you know who also is running for Alaska? Everybody tonight's talking about Cheney and then maybe Lisa Murkowski. Sarah Palin is running in Alaska. That's right. And one thing that, um, and I don't know how she's going to fare, if you could give it a look. Um, part of the trouble I think Sarah Palin has in running in Alaska right now um, is... That it's been a while since she was in office. Um, during the most recent campaign, she had to spend a lot of time in New York uh, dealing with her defamation case instead of campaigning. Um, on top of it, her in-laws, her ex-husband's parents, actually held a fundraising event at their house for the man running against her in the primary for the establishment Republican. You know... I can't think of anything as classless as that. Sarah Palin, let me tell you something, you Palin people. Sarah Palin is, no matter what you think of her personally or politically, she's the mother of your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. 
And to stab her in the back and to attempt to humiliate her and embarrass her is to stab your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren in the back and attempt to humiliate them. But I wouldn't expect much more from the parents of her now ex-husband who reportedly, after 31 years, told her he wanted a divorce through his attorney via email. That kind of gutless crap from, from him you know, now we know where he got it, right? And what's her big crime against you, Palin people? Would your son, are, do you resent her and dislike her so much? Because maybe you know and you get the fact that the only reason why the man's got a dime in the bank is because of her. And you know that you really raised a loser who, but for Sarah Palin, would probably still be on a boat trying to drag in lobster nets. Is that what it is? Is that why you're resentful of her? How much do you have in the bank? Thanks to Sarah Palin. And by the way, when she was governor, she did a whole, I watched an entire, um, actually on MSNBC or CNBC, I watched an entire documentary about everything that she did, maximizing the natural resources in the oil and gas industry in the state of Alaska that she then turned into rebates and, and where every Alaskan got a check in the mail based upon what she did as governor, maximizing the energy sector in Alaska. Is that why you hate her so much? That's leadership. Yeah, what a crime. What a crime. It's just despicable. Yeah, zero results uh, from Alaska yet. It looks like the uh, election results have been frozen. Well, they actually have some jacked up system up there. Yeah, and, and Sarah Palin actually tweeted out that um, Project Veritas had revealed a video that this this system that they have there... Let me see what it's called. Um, oh gosh, here here's what she tweeted out today, and I can't read what what it it's called the uh, the janked system or something. Um, I can Is that bear- the only state that has this. Yeah, um, she said that Project Veritas. Uh, she said today um, she issued a. Project Veritas uh, released a video showing staffers for Lisa Murkowski privately admitting that ranked choice voting was designed to get Murkowski reelected. Sarah Palin tweeted, don't make me say told you so, but I told you so. I've said all along, Sarah Palin said, that ranked choice voting was designed to benefit Democrats and rhinos, specifically Senator Murkowski, who stood no chance at winning a Republican nomination, along with other political dynasty family members in Alaska. Finally, the proof straight from the horse's mouth. Um, must go to the tape. Thank you, Project Veritas. So I'm not really sure how this this ranked choice voting works. It might be like our jungle primaries here um, to where um, the top two people end up uh, getting on, uh, moving on from the primaries. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. And so I think it might be about that. Sarah Palin goes on to say, many of the same people who worked for Ballot Measure 2 worked for the Murkowski campaign. They won't admit this publicly, but privately... Um, uh, they are open about this convoluted newfangled system, which was crafted to rescue Murkowski. So, you know, whatever's going on in Alaska, the bottom line is, you know, these, these, you know, the, the entrenched establishment, there's a war going on in this country and it involves many Republicans as part of the uniparty system, trying to keep control. The cats, what, one of the greatest gifts from Donald J. Trump was the exposure of the uniparty system and the extent of which the corruption in our U.S. government exists and how it truly is and has been for a really long time about us versus them. 
and the we've had a, a false illusion of our elections. You you think about what she's saying here, that the Republican establishment candidate was behind the scenes working on a ballot measure to set up a system to ensure her reelection. This is what I've been saying, why the Republican Party told Trump to shut up and Liz Cheney is tonight. How dare you question the outcome of the election? She never said that to Jamie Raskin or any of the other Democrats who, who, who asserted the same thing in 2016 because they're in on it. The establishment is in on it. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to share with you guys about tonight going on. By the way, speaking of elections, what major corporation is suddenly now got a problem with mail-in ballots? <laughs> we'll share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, I was telling you guys, asking you guys, what corporation has decided that they don't like mail-in ballots? Little old Starbucks. <laughs> I, I think Starbucks was on record, uh, number one, uh, saying how disgraceful it was. I mean, they're, they're all on board with the January 6th and wanting, you know, wanting um, people to be thrown into the, goul- you know, in the gulags for questioning the outcome of an election, right? Um, this same corporation also you know, lambasted red states for wanting to enact election integrity laws, yet they had a problem with mail-in ballots being used for the unionization vote. In fact, they wrote a letter to the NLRB officials um, saying they've got a whistleblower that is reporting shenanigans involving mail-in votes. votes. Oh, gee. Um, yeah, what's good for for me? What's the old saying? Um, what's good for thee is good for me or whatever. It's good so, for the goose is good for the gander. That's right. Um, sorry, Starbucks. No sympathy for you. If the, but if, what's that tell you about mail-in voting? Exactly. Um, getting back to the big topic of tonight, our enjoyment of Liz Cheney. Uh, you mean uh, President Lincoln? Yeah, oh, yeah. She, she <laughs> Apparently, she just compared herself in her conspe- concession speech uh, to Abraham Lincoln, who freed... Are you kidding me, Liz Cheney? Talk about delusions of grandeur. Going to quickly go to the phones. David from East County Tea Party is on the line. He's got some information refre- to refresh your memory of the Republican establishment and as it relates to Liz Cheney. Hello there, my friend. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for calling. Hi, Andrea. First, I'd like to... Uh- uh, thank KCBQ for putting you on for the second hour. It really makes a, uh, makes for a nice evening. It makes it a little tougher to go to bed by 9 o'clock. But <laughs> it's really nice to have you on that second hour. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, revisit uh, what happened after that uh, second impeachment trial where 10 Republicans uh, voted for impeachment, and Liz Cheney was one of the main uh, leaders. She was holding the number three leadership uh, position in the Republican uh, Party, the uh, the minority party, and she was one. She was one of four of those ten that Kevin McCarthy kept funding for re-election, even after all of the outcry from mm-hmm. all of the grassroots uh, Republicans, and and then he finally had to replace her and. Elise Stefanik uh, stepped in for that number three position. She's been doing a fantastic job. Liz Cheney is a a, a bushy, 
and probably a CIA asset. And I just read the story about her husband working for uh, the large law firm that represents the Chinese Communist Party and also has represented Hunter Biden. Absolutely. I mean, this is for for. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. I mean, I think one of the greatest things, like I said earlier, that Trump did was expose the extent of the uniparty system in the establishment and those that pretend that they're with us on the campaign trail and bus- behind the scenes kicking our teeth in. And that has included Kevin McCarthy. And you're right. I had forgotten that he propped her up after she voted to impeach Donald J. Trump. Right. Um, and quite frankly, the, even even Stefanik, I love Stefanik in the, in the Ukrainian uh, whistleblower impeachment hearings, but I didn't think that even she and the Republicans went far enough. I like her, but the, if they had brought Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in front of those impeachment hearings to get to really what was at the bottom of that phone call that Donald Trump had every right to make, we wouldn't be here now. So, but then even after uh, all of that, after she the she voted to impeach Donald Donald J Trump and then all this noise with January 6 for them to try to continue to the Republican party to try to continue to keep her in a leadership position was was spitting in in the faces of 75 million maga voters final question for you my dear friend um do you think it, it, i think she's setting the stage to run in 2024 i think that's what's tonight's tonight's concession speech was about um and I, I, she supposedly in talks with the establishment. Do you believe that? Do you believe that maybe Ronna McDaniel and others are trying to work with her behind the scenes and set the stage for her in 24? Well, there's, there's, I know a lot what's going on. There's a lot going on. And maybe she can get, get Jeb Bush's campaign manager, Mr. <laughs> Sleepy. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a delicious uh, election season coming up. And we're not going away. We're going to win this thing. In 2010... The Tea Party movement was born in uh, 2009, yes. and by 2010, we took 63 seats in that Congress and made the whole whole different uh, whole different world for Obama to have to deal with and and cut him off at the knees. Absolutely, and that's why the establishment, the Uniparty, had to try to go after you guys with the help of Lois Lerner. Got to leave it there. Thank you for calling in. My dear friend, and I always uh, appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Francisca's on the line. She's got something she wants to say about elections. Hello, dear Francisca. Yes, uh, you know, it makes me so mad to be like, it reminds me like Bush. When, when Bush got upset and then somebody says, we need to reform the party. And here I'm waiting. Nobody talks about reforming the party because I don't feel that I have any power at all. You know, the the problem that I hear with uh, Cheney, this uh, Cheney, she, she asked me to give money. And so I sent her $50 of fake money, and I told her this is what it, this is you. So this is, but it, you know, these things uh, does not make me feel better. Only make right. me feel worse because after elections we don't do anything. And to me, one reform the party. We need to reform the party because I feel the party has owners, and if the party has owners, we need to start like a, start another one so we, we can have power. How how many traders we have right now? Can right. we be like that? You, you, who can say that we're going to win in 2024 24, or even these elections if we don't count? You can't. We need to be when they count the party. The whole election is the key. 
It doesn't matter, you know, how many, how much propaganda is the counting. But uh, you, you can help us by interviewing somebody that tells us how can we reform the party if we well, need to reform well, the here's, party. Well, here's an idea. Great question, Francisca, because I reached out to leaders here in the, in, in the local Republican Party, and local is where it's at. We want to take back this country and take back the party. We do it by cutting off the blood supply to the tumors that are, that are taking advantage of us at the leadership. Ronna McDaniel took in $400 million to fight the election and didn't spend any of it, right? All we did was fund the establishment that's choking us out and, and supporting the Liz Cheney's. What we need to do is take our power back by not giving any money to that to the leadership. We need to get active at the local level. We need to be running for office. We should not have 149 seats in San Diego County where Democrats are running unopposed. I reached out to local leaders. We also need to be, what the message should be in the lesson from Arizona is turnout, turnout, turnout. We can overcome the fraud that's taking place, but we can't do it sitting at home. We've got to get active. So I reached out, and here's what I, I heard back from local people. We need volunteers to sign up to watch the count at the Registrar of Voters after the November general election. Just having our side watching discourages cheating. Number two, we encourage voters to vote early, dropping off ballots um, at uh ROV control drop boxes. Don't mail your ballot. Track your ballot and verify it has been received and counted. If it hasn't been received, then go to re- register our voters and ask for provisional ballot to ensure your ballot is counted. Number three, we also have a vigorous... Um, Get out the vote effort. We ask everyone to pick a candidate, any candidate, write them a check or phone call, phone bank, or walk precincts for them to get them across the finish line. We can no longer sit back, Francisca, and think that yeah. we, we that we don't have to get uh, to get um, uh, our, our feet tired. That we don't have to, to we don't have to work work hard. The left works. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And you're doing something right now by calling in a radio show and using your voice, right? right? Um, you, you. you know, you, we've got to get active because that's what the left is doing. The The efforts that were on the ground in Arizona, the overwhelming turnout is what pushed Carrie Lake over. And that's what we will do. We need, and, and so what, what do we, I want to finish with this. What we also need to take away from Roe v. Wade is we need, and the overturning of Roe v. Wade, is that what that did was, is that that was about restoring power back at the state level. We've, we've allowed too much power to be centralized in D.C. And they, uh, they all know, you look at what happened with Liz Cheney tonight, she's getting her face slapped by the locals at the state level. That's where we take our power back. If you wa- We only had a 21% turnout in our primaries here in San Diego, but if you looked at Wyoming today, those people waited for hours in line to vote. They were determined, and that's how we have to be. We have to be willing to be inconvenienced. We have to be willing to be tired. We have to be willing to bump our heads against the wall and endure some some slings and arrows and and do the work like our founders did got to leave it there francisca because i'm up against a break but god bless you and thank you for calling in all right going to take a quick little break and hopefully we're going to have some other races that we can share with you guys on the other side of the break stay tuned news politics and current events it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Oh, Liz. You know that you're on the wrong side of conservatives of which you're supposed to be when Democrats are lamenting your loss. Right? 
Um, and, and in fact, I gotta read y'all. I love I love when I hear from y'all. You can call in 888-344-1170. We got a few minutes left on the show. We've got a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. In fact, I think we had a call from the hotline that had to do with Liz Cheney. Do we have that, Skins? If not, we could play. Let's see. Hi, Andrea and Skins. I guess you probably heard that the Gascon recall failed to make the ballot, lacking enough signatures. And the big news for me today was that Liz Cheney's husband works for the law firm that's representing Hunter Biden. How about that? No wonder we have what we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was one of our uh, 24-hour calls. Excellent uh, points. We just heard from David from uh, East County Tea Party peeps. Yeah. Um <sighs> I don't know if he was actually representing Hunter Biden or just worked for the law firm, um, but it ain't a whole lot better for me. But here's the so write these numbers down. Twenty four hour hotline eight four four eight one four five two two seven. We've got a couple minutes left if you want to call in and weigh in on any of the elections tonight and Liz Cheney, what you think it means going forward. Obviously, it means something to the establishment for her to go down. This is a really bad sign for the Uniparty, for the establishment. It's a good sign for us going into November. You can also email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Here was a little text message I got today <laughs> from the Democrats. Um, breaking. I don't know how the Democrats got my... Got my um, Time for a quick call? Yeah, in just a second. Let me read this text message because the caller might appreciate this. Breaking. Liz Cheney poised to lose primary today, but no one from your area will sign to thank, will sign to thank her for risking her career to hold Trump accountable. Sign here to thank Liz before time runs out. <laughs> from the Democrat Party. All right, quickly go into the phones. Disaffected Mike. Oh, disaffected Mike. You know who's disaffected wait, wait. tonight? Liz Cheney. What's your thoughts, my dear? We got about a minute and a half. Yeah, I'm absolutely pleased that she's going to get destroyed. Uh, Good riddance to bad garbage. Liz Cheney and her husband and people like her in Congress, in the Senate, and even in the uh, the, uh, uh, executive branch and the bureaucracy overall are are corrosive, acidic people uh, that take advantage. These nameless, faceless people take advantage of the American public and think that they can extract their blood and treasure and productivity for their own personal gains to, to rule over us day mm-hmm. in and day out. I'm telling these people right now, if you're with an earshot of my voice, this is going to end. This is going to end with you. Schedule F is going to assure that you end. And if Donald Trump gets elected president, there's going to be a serious house cleaning, in my opinion, and there should be. Government is too big. These people exist for the only sole purpose of perpetuating themselves and, their, and, and, and lining their pockets with our money. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Thank you, Disaffected Mike. we got to stop because we're out of time tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Hump Day. Bye, Liz. Alfreda Zane, darling. Don't let the door hit you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.